to welcome back to another episode of it's literally fine the podcast we have a special edition though um today we have joshua Edie from the kissing booth joining us we're just going to talk about um kind of his life as an actor and what he goes on a day-to-day basis what it's like living in south africa as marie and i are in toronto um and kind of just like see where see where we get to with that so yeah yeah josh why don't you introduce yourself Hi, I'm Josh. Uh, yeah, no, I'm Josh Edie. I'm originally from South Africa. Um, I actually met Emily the last time that I was in Canada. It's funny because like I say Canada and you say Toronto and I say Cape Town and you say South Africa. Like, right. Yeah, it's a weird <laughs> thing to point out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I met Emily there and we became good mates through that. She showed, showed me around Cape Town, showed, showed us around, around Toronto at least. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and now yeah, here on the podcast, I, like I, I have to ask though, why is yeah. it called It's Literally Fine? Okay, so we get this question a lot. When you oh, were oh, going- Damn, I thought I was going to be the first. <laughs> <laughs> so when you were going through names, you had a bunch going on, you know, we, yeah. we have a lot of like tag or catchphrases that we say to each other a lot. Yeah. Some you can't say on air and some, you know, are more appropriate. So, yeah. so about like about- one out of the 10 were appropriate. <laughs> yeah, literally one of 10. Yeah. So yeah. we, were, we were talking one day and we're like, oh, whatever, it's literally fine. We just keep noticing that every time we talk about something that happens between us, we're like, okay, well, it's, it's literally fine. Yeah, like you so end it with that. Like, we're like, literally fine. what defines us more than, than this sentence? So we're like, you know what, let's name yeah. this our pod and our pod name and, and we with it. Because it kind of just happens like when we're talking on the podcast, regardless, I'll be like, it's literally fine though. And then we just like don't That's even sick, realize we're saying it. Yeah. Because yeah, cool. I don't know, it just like flows easy that way, but that's why- <laughs> I like that. Why is your podcast named Storytime? Because we tell stories. Oh, there you go. I mean, simple, simple to the point. Yeah. I, 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 I sat with a friend of mine who was, who's actually been on it quite a lot. Um, and we had, I think, 50 different names that we come up with. And it was from like Googling like catchphrases, good names, yeah. thinking of our own yeah. ones, mixing them together. Just like, oh, you guys went to the same thing. Like just writing as much as we could. Yeah. Um, and the first name that we'd spoken about was Storytime. Right. And at the end of it all, 50 names deep, we were like, dude, why don't we just call this thing Storytime? And he was like, that's such a good idea. And I was like, wait, flick back. And I was like, dude, that was the first thing that we wrote. Like, yeah. you know, so I just went with that. And it's just been, yeah, now like I bring a lot of um, like sportsmen and women and like Right. Uh, people in health and fitness and stuff in. So I want to take that direction into, into sport and health and fitness and stuff. Okay. And then have a separate like section that's just story time with friends, which is honestly the right. most fun in the world to just sit and talk shit with friends. Yeah. Um, the guests coming on, it's obviously a little bit more serious and there's some, you know, we still talk shit and still kind of have fun with it, but there's more serious topics to address and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, stories with friends is just kind of like, Hey dude, this one time this happened in high school and da, 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 right. da, da, you know, like, and those are the ones that everyone wants to hear because everyone wants to hear the ins and outs of, you know, all the mistakes you've made in your life. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because our podcast, everyone's like, so what is like your main brand? Like, what are you trying to get at with it? And we are very like, we just want to talk about topics that we face in our like twenties and like growing up kind of thing. Yeah. Life. So this week is our um, worst dating stories episode. And like, Everyone's way more pumped about that because they know how savage Ooh. Marie and I will be about telling these stories. So I have so many of those. Their own they're like, I hope I don't show up on the pod this week. I'm yeah, like, oh. yeah. 
That and like that, like the the whole funny thing around that topic exactly. This is why dating such a weird thing and like relationships in general is that you guys are probably going, oh, I dated this one guy this one time that did this, and that guy is probably going, oh, I dated this one girl this one time. It's just such a, you know, like, and it's just yeah. it's just two different versions of the same <laughs> yeah. story. So if so if your exes are willing to look at it like that, then it's actually a pretty fun time. It's actually a pretty yeah. funny story. If you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there's, there's nothing malicious in telling a story of like, you know, when I was this many years old, you know, I dated this girl and she did this and I did that. And like, right. there's nothing wrong with it. No. Um, but once again, I know how savage you guys can be. So <laughs> no, 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 the best deep. part is we did our second episode on quarantine and one of the topics you talked about was like dating. Quarantine and we had people like quarantine dating. I saw that. I listened to like, I yeah, had someone yeah. inbox me a guy and be like, hey, just listen to your episode this week. I'm a little scared to reach out to you and have a conversation with you. And I'm like, why? And he's like, I'm just really worried that it's going to end up on the podcast. And I'm like, probably. <laughs> no, it is. No, it is. Yeah, now, well, there we go. It just did. But that's my thing. Like, even if you do end up on the show, like, so what? Uh, you I know, just don't say anything stupid. You know, yeah, like, never just don't mention get anyone's names. That's yeah, no. Like, we're really yeah. going to keep yeah. like, those people under, like, undercover. Like, we're telling it from our perspective. So you never know. Like, like you said, everyone sees it differently. Yeah. So at the exactly. end of the day, it's about just laughing and, and telling Yeah, we just want to have fun with it. Like, we're not trying to, like, sue or anyone. We just yeah, exactly. You're not, you're not, like, trying to be mean to anyone. No. Like, we, we, and, like, I we did just a... want to create relatable content for girls specifically exactly no that happened to me you know what i mean like and it's also it's 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 really important that's what i've seen out of doing uh story time right is that like you know y'all have an opinion and you know you know i've got some information on things and i have you know views on certain things like that but there's certain things like for women in general that like as a dude dude shut up like sit down and shut up like there was there was an episode of friends i was watching the other day and Rachel's pregnant. Oh, some right. huge Friends fan. I know exactly what you're friends talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And then he makes a comment at her, and she's like, "Hey, no uterus, no comment." And I was like, "Power <laughs> to you, chick!" Like that's dope. And I was like, "And you know what? Like fair. You know, there's so many things that guys don't get about girls, and vice versa. Yeah. So it's great for there to be shows and guests where you can address those things. You know, and, yeah, and people can sure. find that. You know." like similarity in that in that kind of yeah. thing between guys and chicks you know or yeah, well, even, even speaking about like talking and, and setting those boundaries between people like even in the kissing booth too like you were talking about this morning like, yeah that movie just shows that there's a lot of double standards and how it is for people at, at that high school into university and college age so like how is it you know being a part of that and getting to you know tell that story through that lens yeah. That was a really good move forward into that question. Like, yeah, it's great. Holy <laughs> shit. Well done. Um, it was, um, it was special from a sense of there's so many more issues in the second one that, um, that the movie addresses. Um, there's a gay relationship. Yes. Uh, there's friendships that are challenged. Um, you know, there's, I like the aspect of like school and college because I was in a similar situation finishing right. uh, grade 12 um, and going into university. Um, there's, there's so many real life situations that I think they've, they've played it so well that the younger youth 
can watch it and start to understand and start to relate. And the youth that's a little bit older can go, Shit, you know, like I went through that, like <laughs> that actually happened. Oh, it is normal. Okay. I am. Okay. Cool. Things do end up being fine. Um, and that's, what's really important to do right through, through film, I think is to just storytell um, yeah. and to just, you know, show people other people's lives and, you know, other, other perspectives and ways of handling weird things that happen to us in life. And, you know, like, the 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 aspect of um Noah leaving oh yeah. and then you know he makes friends on his side of the world and that all starts and the way that she's thinking about it and the way that her mind starts racing and like small little things actually mean this and could this mean that and vice versa for him he's right. sussing this new guy out and he's like who's this dude um right. that's exactly what that's exactly what happens like right to the t that's yeah. how it works well, like you see you you'll see like a comment like on their post from this person and you're like, so why are you commenting? Yeah. On that? So, who's that? Uh, <laughs> yeah. so why are you commenting on her photos now? You know, like, is yeah, that even like necessary? Like, did you really need to? Very real. So like what people go through yeah. on a daily basis. Yeah. We just thought it was very interesting, the movie, because I was just talking to Maria today about double standards with guys and girls and how it's totally fine for a guy to be doing his own thing. He doesn't like to tell the girl anything. But then as soon as the girl does that, it's like the world is ending. And it's like, how does that, how is that fair? Like we are supposed to be equal. So what is, what is I that? Like... In the movie even like with Elle, like Noah literally is, has that girlfriend. And she thinks that he's sleeping with her, whatever else. Why is it fair for him to freak out on Elle when she's seeing this guy? They're not doing it either. But like, how's that fair? I, I, I think what they were trying to portray and i i think they got it right i think the 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 questions that you asking is what should happen yeah when you when you watch the movie these kind of things should be brought to light yeah um i think what was like a pinnacle point in the movie was when she kisses him right um I think that's when everything flipped. And I think it's very obvious in the movie that, you know, they made that, that point of like, you know, uh, Noah was able to go and go and go and he's living his own life and he wants to kind of keep her in it. Right. Um, but there's now this wedge, which is now, you know, the new kid at school. Right. Marco. And, um, you know, he was kind of, you know, able to kind of go with it. And I think they, they portrayed his character in a way of being more mature and kind of going into the next stage of life and kind of moving on. Um, right. And I think that's why he handled that situation the way that he did. Yeah. Up until the kiss. And then it was, right. okay, this is now a complete mess up. Yeah. Um, also, you're on two separate sides of the country. Um, you're not face to face. You're not at home, yeah. chilling in bed together, being like, hey, so what happened yeah. today? Like, what was all that about? It's like, you know, I haven't seen you in a long time and this is what I see. So like, right. I, I think the way that, Noah as the character handled it is a really good way to handle it. I mean, you already yeah, stormed yeah. off, but like if yeah. that was me in real life, would have made much more of a scene than that. Um, <laughs> I would have wanted my share of that 50 K um, <laughs> yeah. hands down. Um, yeah. So I, I think that like from, from Noah as a character, from, from his perspective, I think that's kind of what it was right. um, when he brought up as well that, he was basically just searching for a friendship like she's always always had with Lee. I think that also I was like, okay, um, no one really thought of that angle until he said it in the movie. And you were like, wait a second. The entire first movie, did Noah even have a friend? 
Right. That's a good point. I mean, into the second movie, did Noah even have a friend, you know, university yeah. making new friends, like doing his whole thing. Then you go, Oh yeah, he actually, actually didn't have anyone. And then he happens to make a friend that's the opposite sex, just like her opposite sex friend. Right. You know, but because they're brothers, he doesn't see it as a weird thing. But then, you know, so like all these questions that you bring yeah. up are, 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 is that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to well, bring also, these questions to light. Yeah. And I feel like another point that was brought up was like the balance of the girlfriend and the friend. Because we oh, always my, talk about my heart this. goes out to that. That poor guy, the entire movie, he's trying to balance those two so perfectly. I felt so bad but for him the whole such, way through the movie. That's a, such a real problem with everyday life. Yeah. Like we always talk about prioritizing friends, prioritizing your boyfriend mm. or girlfriend mm. and how to meet like a healthy in between like, yeah, kind of thing, you know? Mm. And I think it's extremely hard for some people to do that. Oh, it is. I have friends who are amazing at balancing, you know, their, their relationship life, their friend life. And then there's others that, if they aren't with their boyfriend a certain amount of time per week or they don't do certain things on certain days, it's like the world is not right and they need to fix it or something's wrong with the relationship. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. That's where you know that you need to find the balance between everything going forward. I think this movie specifically also will let, like you said, the younger generation, our generation, really look Learn into that head on yeah. and realize that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That. How do you find like your balance like, I guess with friends and in relationships, like how do you find that healthy balance as you personally? Uh, yeah, I, I think oh, it's such a broad topic because there's so many different ways to answer this. Cause I think at the end of the day, this kind of thing is a personal thing. Like you right. might see it one way different to how I do. Mm -hmm. um, you might place, you know, more emphasis on like a girl's night. Like I don't have, a guy's night. Like I don't have a group of guys that I go for beers with and just talk shit. Like yeah. it's just never yeah. been my thing. I've never done that. I, I have guy friends. Um, for me, like if I, like it's, it's the easiest thing for me is just to put it into a timeline. Right. So I think it's, it's what age you at in your life. I think younger friends play more of, of, of an important role um, yeah. throughout high school and even into college. Like friends are really important. Um, you also, there's, there's no certainty to any relationship that you ever get into until you've you know faced the challenges and had time and learned about this person and started developing a life right. together then i think you can kind of go i think this is my person you know like I, I think we're supposed to be together it seems to be going that way you know let's you know guide it in this direction or whatever um i think as you as you get older from being a you know a teenager or whatever age is to whoever i don't know you guys decide for yourself but as, as you get older friendships are still important but friendships take on a different position in your life sure. right so yeah, when when i was younger um weekends were all about me and my friends it had to be me and my mates i remember like at school we had like break one and break two like throughout yeah. the school day yeah, break one had to be like with my friends and break two had to be with my girlfriend and the girl i was dating at the time was still upset because break two was shorter than break one oh, like you know, you see what I'm saying? Like you think yeah. back to stuff like that and you're like, guys, that's the dumbest thing ever. But <laughs> yeah. at, like at, at that moment in time, that's, what's really important, you yeah. know? And yeah. it, like vice versa. I mean, she might have all her, you know, all her girlfriends. And as a guy, sometimes it's really difficult to get along with an entire group of girls. Like, yeah. no, you know, sure. I can, I can guarantee you one of them aren't going to like you. That's just life. Like right. a girl always has one friend that just doesn't dig you. And that's perfectly fine. 
Yeah. Um, use that person as a negative gauge and use the rest <laughs> yeah. of them as a positive gauge. Exactly. So, yeah. you know, I think to, to, to try to be as forward as possible in answering your question, I think as you get older, friends take a different position and so does a girlfriend or a partner. Right. Um, for me, what's kind of happened for me now in, in, in my relationship is that, you know, we at a level where our lives coexist, if that makes sense, like living together, um, we've worked together, we've traveled together, you know, like there's not much that we haven't done and it's been a, in a very short like space of time. Right. Um, our families love each other. Her family adore me. My family love her more than me, uh, which is a joke I say all the time. Um, you know, so like everything just fits, everything just yeah. works. And it's, it's, I don't know what the future holds, but I, I really hope that we in that future together. Like that would be yeah. pretty fucking cool. Um, I agree. and I, I, I don't see me changing my mind anytime soon, to be honest. Um, my friends, a lot of friends have come and gone. Um, and that's also just life friends yeah. come and go, uh, people change, um, you know, people go their direction, you go your direction. And sometimes, and one of the hardest things that have been important for me to learn, sometimes it's your responsibility to step up and be like, this is over. Like this yeah, is done. Right. Um, and it's, it's, it's perfectly fine to do that. Like, um, for me to find this balance that you guys are talking about between uh, friendship and relationship, as well as a balance of keeping myself as mentally stable and strong as possible and not getting anxious all the time and like struggling to sleep right. and shit. And, you know, having that other side of like just working 24 seven, you know, trying to keep myself busy, trying to find things to do. Um, yeah. Every other aspect of my life, finding those balances. I can't have people that are negative and are energy yeah. sucking. I like, I can't. And I've like, I've, I've, I've tried and I try to make excuses for it. Um, there's so many people and I know nowadays this has weight to it. There's so many people that I've unfollowed and that I've blocked on Instagram. And if you listen to the street shout out, this is why, um, just extremely negative. And like, yeah. like for how long do you want me to listen to you rant about random shit? Like eventually yeah. it starts to take a place in my mind it and it gets a seat in my head. And every day watching you and listening to you be that negative person fills that space. Right. And I could be using that space for something else. Yeah. Um, saying the role that you're in too, you need people who like around you should support you and lift you up. And if, and, you know, being busy all the time and you have so many things going on, if you have people around you who are going to be there for you and with you, then there's no point of having them around. Nice. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, look, I'm going in a circle in answering your questions. So, no, yeah, yeah, no, you know, but, well, but um, all, all, all of that kind of, you know, just leads towards like, once again, for everyone, it's going to be personal. For me, I like to have a life where I have my person as realistic or unrealistic as that is. It's my life. So, you know, sweet, you know, everyone else go do your own thing. Yeah. Um, I, I like, I like to have my partner actively involved in the stuff that I do. Right. If I'm at an event, like I want you there with me because I'm proud to have you next right. to me. You know, like if, if, if I have certain friendships, like you better get along with them. They better get along with you, you know? And these are, these are like steps that you work through in a relationship. Like, you know, your, your friends might sit you down and go, listen, dude, I don't know if this is the one. Hey, cool. Yeah. Fair. You're, I've given you a, a role of importance in my life. Tell me why, why, you know, cause I, I value your opinion. There's like four people other than my family that I actually value the opinion of. So give it to me, give me that opinion. Cause that's why you're here in my life. Right. You know, and if you, if you can work around those opinions and you can navigate those understandings and perspectives of each other, 
and it's a dumb reason, I'll work through it. If it's a valid reason and you know, this person knows something you might not, you know, that's important. Yeah. Uh, you know then what I'm, I'm saying? So like, yeah. So then with that though, like, obviously it's very important to have a partner, um, that in, for you specifically understands like the, the acting side and life in like the spotlight and everything like that. How, how do you, how does that differ when you're single? Um, mm. and when you're in a relationship, when your life is always in the spotlight and you are on set for days on days on days, how do you like navigate that? Um, well, I, I think, um, Oh, there's so much information to that question. And that like <laughs> being, 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 being on sets, like out of the sets that I have been lucky enough to be a, to like be a part of, um, being on sets usually quite hectic. Um, the, the, the first film that I was ever like lucky enough to be involved in had the most incredible story backing it and the most amazing people involved, which now feels like forever ago. Um, that we filmed up in Joburg, another city up in South Africa. Yeah. And we filmed for, three and a half months. It was six days a week until towards the end, we realized guys, there's enough time for this. And they moved it to seven days a week for some people. Um, and then acting guilds and stuff had to get involved and say like, look, these Oaks need to be given a break. And basically they were just trying to push for everyone, not just me and actors, I'm saying crew and everyone yeah. as hard as they could to get the job done in the budget that they did have. Right. And the movie was amazing. It, you know, it made such a strong point, such an incredible story. And, um, but guys worked really, really hard at it. And when filming that I was single and, um, it, it took, it takes more of a mental toll being single than what it does being alleged for me personally. Um, I just felt like I didn't have that person that I could, it was very new to me. It was the first time ever doing this kind of thing. And it's what I've wanted my entire life. I've always just wanted to be an actor in film and now I have it and my family are stoked and my family are backing me and I haven't seen them for three months and I've been working nonstop and I lost 11 or 12 kilos over the space of the first two months, just like trying to lean down to do the movie and just like your head's racing at a million yeah. miles an hour, and, you know, like as a young 17, 18 year old kid in Cape town, South Africa, out of a small little town called Durbanville where everyone's Afrikaans to come out of that. And then you get given the chance to do this film. You yeah. don't even care like how big the film is. Like you thinking shit, dude, I'm like, I'm on set. Like, you know, like, this yeah. is it. So you're trying to balance this perspective of like, I'm an actor now. And you know, the perspective of like, wait, dude, hang on, just, you know, slow your roll. You right. really still haven't done much, like calm down. So it's, it's, it's you trying to navigate that and be like, you know, like, what am I, am I good at this? Am I not good at this? Like, am I doing a good job? Am I, you know, all these different questions come to mind and you don't have that partner that you come home to and go, right. Fuck, babe, this and this and this happened today. Like, I don't know if I'm going to, you know, it, is this the right thing? Am I, am I saying the right stuff? Am I, you know, am I performing? Okay. Like right. just didn't have that. So it was, it was a lot of, phoning home and chatting to my because my family's really tight so phoning my mom and my dad and getting their perspectives um and then i've done set as well where being in a relationship um it, it it's just it's different struggles because obviously you miss the person a lot um and you don't see them much but with that being said, I'm, I'm so incredibly happy to be on set. Like that's my happy place. Like you can put me there and leave me. Like I'll sleep there if, if, if you allow yeah. me to, like, I love being there. So it's, it's, it's never an element of like, I wonder where Josh is, you know, what, like, what's dude, I'm just happy. You know, like I come home, 
really tired, but I'm so stoked that this is what I'm doing. Um, then it's just an element of like, I, I just miss your time. You know, like I miss having you around. And then again, it's important to have that person in your life that, you know, runs parallel with you. Um, and you can come home to them and you've, you know, your lifestyles coexist and understand each other. Like you said earlier. Right. Yeah. I think that answers your question. No, it's just, it's just crazy. Like hearing it from a perspective of someone that is very go, go, go and is in a happy relationship that can speak Mm. to that and has to like deal with everything that comes along with being in the limelight, I guess. No, for sure. You know what I mean? You mentioned you were so young when you started, like in your big mm. film, you know, you were really eager and now. So looking back from that moment to now, you've done a lot of traveling, you've been go, go, go. How was your experience from coming from Cape Town and being able to travel across the world and do all these cool things? It's, it, it's been pretty cool. I think um, it opens up perspective a lot. Um, a lot of people say, oh, I hear this all the time and they're like, you know, I'm going to travel to find myself. And I'm like, that's uh, like okay um i think you like you can also find yourself at home you know genuinely like it doesn't have to be that but if that's what it is for you then sweet you know just don't use that as an excuse to like you know travel just travel because you want to you know it doesn't have to be anything fancy but i I, you know i i I think what's really cool about getting to go overseas the first time i went was for tiff um in toronto actually enough because uh, the first film I did uh, released there at one of the premieres and that was my first time ever going overseas and it was five days in Toronto just to give you perspective first time I've ever traveled my flight there goes Cape Town uh, I went Cape Town into Joburg Joburg into Amsterdam I had a seven hour layover in Amsterdam went from Amsterdam to Montreal right I'm trying to get to Toronto, okay? Yeah, I'm confused when to Montreal. <laughs> it was weird. Land in Montreal. Now, I've never traveled before, so I don't even know what Montreal is, okay? So, land in Montreal. I see, look at the time. I've landed and it's three. The flight's at five. So, I'm like, shit, that's quick. So, I'm pacing through the airport, like going gunning it through the airport get to the lady at the front desk like huffing and puffing throw my bag on the counter i'm like check my bag in let's do this i'm not gonna miss this flight like i have to be at like at tiff this was on the sunday this was on the sunday right like i have to yeah i have to get out i have to get up like i I have um the the, the premieres and all the events start monday afternoon like monday late afternoon i have to get there i'm gonna have the night to rest she goes, sir, I, I can't check your bag in. I'm like, what do you mean you can't check my bag in? Just take the bag. She's like, sir, I can't check your bag in. It's way too early. I'm like, how is it too early? The flight leaves in two hours. She literally just goes, um, sir, please check the date on your ticket. So I take my ticket out and the flight is the next day at five. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So I say, wait, so I have to stay here for 27 hours and she's like, yeah, I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's going to be a long layover. If you have money, there's a hotel like in the, in the airport that you can stay in. And I didn't have lots of cash at the time. So like I couldn't afford any of that shit. So I was like, cool. Thanks. Found a couch like this little, I'll never forget this little zigzaggy multicolored couch. And cause I'm from South Africa where things are just a little bit less safe. I'm like extremely pedantic about my stuff, like my camera and phone and my bag and everything. So I put, do you call them trolleys as well? Yeah. 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 So I put trolleys around the couch, like as a fortress. 
and threw all my bags over it and jumped over and slept inside on this couch with all these trolleys around me. It's my first time traveling. So like, I don't know what to expect. I don't know, you know, if someone would like take my shit. So slept there on and off, on and off, on and off, on and off. Jumped on a plane. I think it's I think it's two or three hours from Montreal to Toronto. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I think it's like a, a less. Than I think it's like even like yeah. I think it's it might yeah. It could be less than that. Um, <laughs> get to Toronto. It's early afternoon. It's like half past twelve. No, I lie. We flew at five, so I got there like half past six seven. Yes. I arrive. Um, get to the house got my bag can't find my suit right so now i've i like i've i've missed all the opening stuff like i've missed all of it i'm not at any of it like there was like cool like opening parties and pre things and all that kind of stuff josh isn't at any of it right i phone uh the director for the movie who's that owned the house who was staying in and i'm like listen I don't have my suit. She's like, what do you mean you don't have your suit? I was like, no, they lost it at the airport. I'm in the clothes that I've been wearing since Saturday. Like, there's no way I'm arriving in this. So she goes, okay, hang on. Let me get hold of the, like the the airline. Who did you book it through? You get hold of the airline and say, listen, this bag's missing to this passenger under this number. I don't even have a Canadian SIM card. So I'm on the Wi-Fi at the house. So I can't leave the house. Otherwise no one can get hold of me. So I'm standing in the house that like, she's like, Josh, can you go fetch the suit from the airport? I'm like, no, I can't. Cause I don't have dot. I don't have a SIM. So I have to stay on the Wi-Fi. So you won't be able to find me if I leave the house. She goes, okay, I'm going to send a courier to the airport. That's going to pick up the suit for you and bring it to the house. I'm like, thank you so much. They bring the suit to me. The shame, the suit had been like, uh, what do you call it? Like steam iron for me to like make sure that I could like put it on straight away showered put it on said thank you to the courier just left everything in the room like still in a bag jumped into a cab and went down to the events and like started doing the events from there that was monday we had events monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday my flight left i had to do things on friday morning pack my bags jump on a plane and my flight back again was toronto montreal into amsterdam into joburg and cape town i spent eight days or nine days of which four of them were spent in airports and flying. That's brutal. It was like a month long trip. Like that, <laughs> that the energy. Right. But it's right. I hate layovers. I'll say that right now. I literally hate layovers. Like I had a layover in New York city and I had to sleep on a bench, but it wasn't a comfortable yeah. like couch or anything. It was like a metal bench. And in New York's airport, it's super sketchy and like not safe at all. And I yeah. could even to my gate where I would be like protected by like, you can't get past security kind of thing. I was like out in the open, just sleeping on this metal couch. Like it was it's either you're, you're sleeping on a couch or you're, you're running into your next flight. There was one time me and yes. my mom, you were going to Greece one summer. I think I must've been like seven or eight at the time. My younger sister's four years old and my older sister, you know, we're all, we're all, we're all pretty young, we're all right. And yeah. our flight to uh, Frankfurt was delayed three hours. And we had a 45-minute window to get from one side of the airport to the other, check our bags, and get on the next flight to Greece. Yeah, no. My mom had yeah, my no, I'm out. sister like this running. I mean, I'm eight, year, like eight years old running with like the buggies and the luggage. <laughs> That's so dope. That memory is engraved in my head. It's like one or the other. That Either so running funny. and freaking out or you're sleeping on a bench. Yeah. So but I, look, I, I think, 
I mean, like, sorry, I've, I've made a sidetrack completely by telling you a crazy <laughs> story, but like, you know, that, and um, I, I went to um, Thailand with family and there's a whole bunch of different stories out of that as well. Um, and then now earlier this year, I went to Canada. Um, Jess and I both went through to Canada for three months and that's where we saw and where we met Emily. Yeah. Um, and out of all of them, I have stories, there's perspectives of mine that have completely changed. Um, there's ways that I view things that are now completely different. Um, and creatively, it's the best thing in the world to do in that like, yeah, I like, I, I like to try and um, instill like the thought for me in that as soon as you think you've learned enough, that's when you failed. Like as soon as you think you're good enough, you fucked up already. Um, you know, don't like, don't, especially from a creative standpoint, like don't ever think you know enough. Like don't ever think your performance was good enough. Don't ever think the picture you drew is the best picture you're ever going to draw. Cause what's the point of being here then? Right? Like why is life going to continue if I've already done the best thing that I could? Right. Um, which is quite morbid, but it's not supposed to be. No, um, yeah, we know what you're saying. Yeah. It's yeah. Always be pushing and, yourself to that next level anyway. Right? Like, yeah. You know, and it's, it's um, personally for me, being in South Africa, especially in the film industry, like, you know, people here, and there's a lot of people here that are extremely talented in film and in acting and in performance. A lot of them get told, dude, yeah, I don't know if you should, you know, are you sure you want to pursue this? Cause there's no money or there's no, this, there's no opportunity. There's no that or no whatever. And most of the time, those people are right. Um, and that's why, you know, the roles with the kissing Ruth and every other role that I've ever been lucky enough to get, I constantly, I'm in a state of gratitude all the time. And it's, you know, even if I didn't want to be, I have to be because like, dude, it's not like I walked out my front door and I was like, I want this. And it got given to me. It right. was literally, here's an audition. You went and they happened to like you, Josh, they happened to just think you were good enough, you know, not to like discredit myself, but, and you got it and things worked out and you're blessed and you're lucky. And now this is where you are. But now you've got to milk it further, you know, and you've got to do more and try more and push harder and, you know, yeah. try, try to get more done. Um, well, I feel like there's a lot of challenges with you being from South Africa versus being in like LA. Well, I mean, like I do have a bit of envy to yeah. people that like live in LA and are like we're born there. I'm like, that's pretty cool. Like, yeah. you know, you have your next audition, like on your doorstep. That's pretty cool. Um, not that it's, you know, that you have to be any less talented or any less hardworking. It's just, you don't have to worry about a visa, dude. Like, you know, visas suck ass. Let's be honest. Like I hate visas. Um, it's, it, it's the trickiest thing to navigate in that, like, um, the film industry and entertainment industry, if you, if you, if you make it big, everyone knows you. If you don't dude, no one knows who you are and good luck telling like a visa agent. I'm an aspiring actor. They're going to be like, okay, thanks dude. Thanks for trying to get into the country. Bye. You know, like, and that's like, that's genuinely the process that people have to deal with that aren't from there. Right. Um, I know a lot of people that have been given one and oh, like, well done, well played. You deserve it. Like anyone that's gone, that process deserves to have one. Um, so it's tricky. Yeah. LA is not the only place in the world where you can do what you love, but it definitely is a good place to start or to try and end up. Yeah. Well, yeah, even in Toronto, like the film industry here, I feel like it's easier. Yeah. There's but, a lot of opportunity here in Toronto. They, yeah. they, the schools in general, like especially Ryerson, there's like schools made for the arts programs, the, the media, Sports. the film, everything here yeah. is very 
there's a lot of opportunities given. Whether mm. or not you actually get an opportunity after, that's the hard part. But I see. They, I they see. really allow people to mold themselves into what they want, but it's the success rate, it's, I guess, higher than most places, but at the end of the day, there's only so much because Toronto's only a, so much of a big city, right? Yeah, there's but so I think much. that's the yeah. any kind of industry that's like on TV or on the radio, whatever else, because even Marie and I were in sport media, right? And they hammered into us, like, you're all in competition with each other. Like, there's only so many spots, blah, 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 blah. But we were I like, would never make any friends like that, ever. That's what we were saying. Well, they like, were putting you against each other. Yeah, the whole <laughs> time. Think about it, yeah. Like, yeah, the whole time. There's all competition, but it's that's like, horrible. It's horrible, and like that was the way that we were taught to go through the program. Like always, kind of like watch what your classmates do and what they're doing. But then Marie and I were literally chatting about it, and we're all working in. A lot of us are working in sports, so whether or not whole, you're doing media marketing to becoming a sports agent to being on air it doesn't matter. We're still working in the same. Like industry. there are enough yeah. opportunities. You just have to find them. Yeah. Well, I think, I think that's, what's so cool about like a first world country like Canada, right? There's also the, the, the mentality that they've instilled in, in their people in Canada is really cool. Um, the, the first day, literally the first day we arrived, uh, we were in airport train, got to the train station really late at night, walked out the train station, saw snow for the first time and lost my shit firstly. Um, then try to catch a cab and cabs wouldn't stop to let us in because the house we were staying in was too close. So they wouldn't make enough you know, money for that fare. Two random guys just ended up helping us. And they were like, hey, we'll get you a cab. They put us in the cab, carried our bags for us. So shout out to those two guys. I don't remember what their names are, but they're the most <laughs> people. Put us in the cab, told the cab driver where to take us, tipped the cab driver and paid for the cab for us. I was like, sweet. And that was our introduction into Canada. I was like, this is yeah. awesome. Like, I need to live here. That's really dope. Canadian people are awesome. So... You know, I think in, in a first world country, opportunities are a lot more available for sure. Yeah. Um, I think South Africa as a country, we have so much potential and we have so much talent. And because of the hardships that, you know, a lot of people in this country have faced, um, I haven't touched on those kind of hardships that our country has gone through and that the people have gone through. Um, our people are really, really hardworking people in that they, you know, we, we, we defensive and we come across as quite aggressive and we, um, you know, we'll work till late at night to get something done. If you tell us that there's a reward at the end of it, you know, like that's just how we programmed because here you learn to defend for yourself. Um, you know, and it's, it's, it's a tricky headspace to be in because we are such a beautiful country with so much available, um, so much to see and so much to do. But economically, it, it, it doesn't keep up. And that's what's so frustrating for the people here. That's why our tax is so high. And it's why our unemployment is so high because of our shitty past and because of the mistakes that we've made. It's, it's, it's difficult for people here to navigate through opportunities. And once the opportunity arises and, and, and presents itself, it's also tricky to then be good enough for that opportunity because what have I been handed? And again, I've been handed the world. Yeah. I mean, I went to really great schools. I went to a really great college. My parents really, really looked after me. Um, so a lot of credit to them, but a very, very large portion of our population don't get given any of that. Um, so it's, it's, it's difficult here for those opportunities to be there. 
um, and to then also prep yourself. Like, how do you prep yourself when nothing's readily available for you? You know, so it's 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 tricky. There's there's a lot of South Africans that my heart goes out to, especially now during COVID and everything. It's annihilated so many industries for us. And purely, I'll come out and say this because everyone thinks the same thing. It's purely because of our fucked up government. And I can I'll say that on any show I do. Yeah. That's purely what it comes down to. Like the corruption that we have in this country, like up in at political levels, is messed up. Like our our government has always been so good at plotting the people against each other. And after the hard time we're going through now, people are kind of waking up and going, wait a second. There's nothing wrong with the guy that lives next door to me. There's nothing wrong with, you know, the guy that I work with. We're really good, passionate, hardworking people. Right. It's the fact that there's corruption so much, so much higher up that the rest of the country suffer. Um, so, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm rambling again, but like, <laughs> you know, for, for, yeah, sorry, but you know, for, to live in Canada, would I like to live there? Yeah, 100%. More so, would I like to work there? Yes. Like, yeah. that's why I'd want to be there. The people are great and it's a beautiful country. And Canada is literally probably my favorite place in the world at the moment. Um, and I haven't even seen the rest of it. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it just has a very special place in my heart because of the friends that we've made there and, you know, the memories that I have now. Um, but this will always be home. You know, like, this is home for me. Yeah, no, for sure, of course. Yeah. Yeah. What was your favorite place that you went to within Toronto that you can remember when you came? All the places that Emily took me. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Well done. That was great. Well done. Good job. Um, no, because I was, so we shot with our friend um, Hung, who Marie also shoots with. Yeah. So yeah cro crooked abstract. The weekend you were coming down, I was away but, and told me that you guys we're linking up, you guys are gonna meet, and then I yeah. was really cool. And I was like, oh my god, you're gonna take him to all these great places. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. But yeah. It was dope. It was dope. You um I think so initially our plan was to do Toronto for the few days that we saw you there to right. go through to Vancouver because that's where like I had meetings and stuff, and it was really cool people that I really had to spend time with that side. And then the plan was to come back through Right. Toronto and Mitch was going to come. Yes. Man. And eh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and he was going to be there then as well and it was going to be like like 2 weeks of just non-stop having fun, spending money, drinking, just having a right. great time because Vancouver was so stressful for me because there's so much that I wanted to achieve and it was like the next step for me career-wise. I I feel Yeah. So I put a lot of pressure on myself for that and I even what I did like a 2 week fast of no drinking which is really good especially when you're in a like a foreign country yeah. that has so many good beers like shout out to canada for their beer it's fire so did two weeks of no drinking into the second week they announced this thing covid and it's taking over the world and this and that and this and that and and jess is going you know babe i really think we should go home and i'm like nah don't worry like what's the worst that can happen let's just bunker down and stay here like really yeah. not wanting to leave the country really wanting to see mitch who i haven't seen for seven years right. um really get to see toronto and we were going to come watch a baseball game yes and a basketball game which was like that's all i wanted to do maria you don't understand that is the only thing yeah that t-shirt's fire that is the <laughs> only thing that i wanted to do in toronto was watch sport non-stop like that's what i want to do i didn't even know who was playing if there was a game on i was like babe down to the local bar sitting with my beer and my hot wings and I'm yeah. watching that game. It was, real oh, yeah. Yeah. It was so much fun. And yeah, we'll um, do that when you come back. So 
Yeah, there's 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 a lot of stuff like in the works and in the talks right now that I, I really want to tell you about. But you know, you and I speak personally um, at, at a later stage. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to come back. I'm excited yeah. to come back. No, yeah, awesome. there, there, there's a lot of really cool prospects for for for, for Canada on some other projects that um, friends of mine are busy with, and yeah, I'm super excited for that. So I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that all pulls through, because then I'm going to be watching sport nonstop. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. So like, favorite places? I really like Toronto, just in general, like Everything the city life and, and like how busy everyone is and that there's always something happening. Yeah. That's the coolest thing in the world for me. That like, there's always something on TV. Yeah. There's always an event. There's always a new place to eat or a new food to yeah. try. Yeah. That was dope. Um, Vancouver was sick. There's a company based out of Vancouver called Kingdom Jewelry um, that, if, that really good friends of ours run Dylan and Natasha shout out to them. They're the most amazing people. They really looked after us in, in Vancouver. He makes all my jewelry. I don't have it on at the moment, which is terrible on my part, but makes um, all, all my jewelry for me, like everything in precious gem and gold and diamond and silvers and all that stuff. Very, very, very talented people. And they took us out where like North Vancouver to go fishing. It was North there. Eh? Was it East? I don't know. I, I, it was it was it was northeast. Um, Something south, northeast, is it northeast? Yeah, what should actually be south? And I'm just like, yeah. um, so they took us out to go fishing, and it was the most amazing experience for me and for I mean for everyone to like be on a boat, mm-hmm. like because I love the ocean, right? I've grown up next to the ocean, like I've grown up in the ocean, right? So to be on a boat in a different ocean that is freezing cold catching crab and shrimp and fishing and everything and his dad took us all like down the coast showing us the different places and like the mist over the forests and like everything's completely different um the fact that you can surf on the one side and you can go ski and snowboard on the other side is just the trippiest thing ever um so that's beautiful yeah i mean there's yeah there's i mean we, we went grocery shopping the one day and on the way back we got off the bus like at the wrong stop because we don't do that kind of system here. Well, I just, you know, never been on, in Canada and um, got off at the wrong stop. And it was like blizzard, like Whoa. couldn't see, like if I stuck my hand out at arm's length, I couldn't see my hand. It was just like white, full on blizzard. Oh and we've now stopped and I'm in, what was I wearing? I was wearing like Harley Davidson leather boots. Jess is barely dressed for it either. And we carrying like, what five or six grocery bags each and a giant box of rice krispies <laughs> we're standing on the side of the road and we're shouting at each other like bad where's our turn off and i'm like i don't know just keep walking and we're like walking up this hill like through the snow all the cars are flashing coming past and i can't see shit until we eventually found our way home and we got home so upset that this has happened because you wet and it's it's so cold it's yeah. the coldest yeah. Toronto is so freaking cold <laughs> that like your face hurts when you smile. Well, like, I remember yeah. you messaged me before he came. He messaged me. He's like, so what should I wear? And I was like, um, a- <laughs> everything. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Cause <laughs> I like, jacket or something. You have to right. come like a full winter coat. It's yeah. 
I'd, I, I'd actually messaged Emily. There was like a handful of people that I messaged before going, because obviously you work in sports marketing yeah. and that kind of stuff. And I studied marketing. So I try to find people of like similar interest that I could get hold of and be like, Hey, I'm coming to Toronto. Right. Um, I really want to take full advantage of this. If you wouldn't mind, you know, meeting me, meeting Jess, like meeting up. And if we get along, do you mind showing us some things and whatever and showing us around? Um, and then Emily became my person to just target all my questions at. Um, most of them were probably really dumb. I was like, is it really that cold? And she was like, well, I'll tell you what, get here. Um, try wear shorts. I dare you. And I was like, cool. Okay. Okay. Like, I accept the challenge. Well, we saw <laughs> yeah. Jess and Josh um, skating in Nathan Phillips Square. And oh, I oh, that was embarrassing. broken watching this guy. Jess is actually really good. Skating? She was good at it. It's, he, I'm, I'm so bad. No. Jess is fire on the ice. Yeah, she had that whole like, that, like side to side oh, thing that everyone does when they skate. She had that whole thing going. Like, Jess on one side, me on the other. And I'm like, ah. It was horrible. It was horrible. And there was, and this is, a, this is a thing. Whenever you try to do something like that. So, so that's probably one of my favorite days as well. Cause that giant Toronto sign was lit yeah, up. Yeah. That was the most beautiful thing ever. Anyway, now I'm really missing Canada, <laughs> Shit, man. Um, it makes me so emotional. I so badly want to come back, but, um, there was a group of kids like where you buy skates or like where you rent your skates above that, there's like a balcony or like yes. a deck that everyone stands on and watches. And there was a group of kids that kept laughing at people falling. And I'm like, that's fine when you're watching it on TV or something yeah. like that. But like to actively like laugh and comment at people falling. I was like, uh, this is bugging me. So it's embarrassing because I don't know how to do this. So I know they're going to say something at me. Yeah. And Emily and Jess had to like hold my hand and like help me like waddle around the thing every now and then in my defense, they'd let go and I'd like go by myself for like yeah, a minute like or two. Yeah. I like, I glide, but like gracefully <laughs> at least I'd like glide and then they'd have to hold me again and then I can yeah. keep walking and I'd get around and I'd slip or whatever. And these guys just, Oh, like I allowed me. Wow. Like, what mean people? Like, no, but here's the thing. I'm like, I'm South African. Like, don't come at us. Like, South African people are like, you know, defense. We don't take that shit. <laughs> the first person to turn around and be like, hey, and all of them go dead quiet. Either get on the ice or shut the fuck up. And I just kept dead quiet the rest of our time there. And I was like, that's how you handle it, people. Oh my God. Mic drop. It's a pleasure, Canada. <laughs> Mic drop. No, I felt like that was something they needed to try because it's Nathan Phillips Square is like, no. Oh, for sure. It's so cool. It's no, so cool. Sure, so. No, we, 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 uh, we hope that you'll be back in Toronto yeah. soon and both of us can show you some more places you adjust together and take you guys yeah. out. You won't have to not drink for two weeks. Hopefully when you're here, we can we show don't you allow some, that, nice, some nice bars. Some nice that places. was the dumbest decision ever, honestly. Yeah, we don't honestly. allow that at all. You're with us. That's just... Yeah, I know. You, you guys drink a lot. <laughs> but it was, it, was, it was... What was that, that, that day where you all drink Guinness? Um, Guinness. St. Patrick's Day, that one. It was St. Oh, yeah. Patrick's Day in that two weeks. And yeah. I was like, babe, I can't not drink a Guinness on St. Patrick's Day. So I went and I had a Guinness on St. Patrick's Day. And then I was like, cool, I guess that's me for two weeks. And then just didn't have yeah. any. Hey, and then had to run home. Great. I get that 100%. But I do feel like it is very hard to not drink. What? To not drink? Oh. Look, it's, you know, if, 
if you like actively keeping yourself busy, like if you're yeah. in gym all the time, like we usually are, then, yeah. then it's fine. Cause it sucks to wake up and be like, Oh, I had four beers last night. Now I've got to go to the gym. Like, now, like for me, it's like having a glass of wine. Like me yeah. and my family, like we love to have like a glass of wine at dinner. If we're sitting around, my dad, you guys want some wine. Like it's just like, I don't know if it's a European thing, but like, yeah, we just, like wine's always a thing. It in my is house. a European thing as well. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm like, okay, even for that, it's like, I went around yeah. you was like drinking like, um, wine and sitting there with my, my glass of water because i did a 12-day cleanse like about a month ago yeah. and i wasn't allowed to have uh, everyone around me is drinking eating and i'm like that's the worst yeah oh, not good not that's the worst <laughs> the no, if, toronto if, though in the summer is the drink you can't not drink in the summer the summer because yeah, you bad. guys have um it's called um patio season yes yes yeah. Is is that like what it's called, or is that just what everyone says? No, like everyone, like, calls, everyone calls patio season. Yeah, patio season. So restaurants it, even use it for the branding. Yeah. Is it is it an actual season? Well, summer is patio season. Like I would say, like May to September. Yeah, is patio season into fall. Yeah. That's long. That's actually yeah, quite long. Yeah, the weather is like. It's like chillier in May, but not freezing. Like yeah, you can't you can wear like a, a sweater, or a yeah. jacket, and then in September it's that's so dope. You can still sit on a patio. It's still yeah. Yeah. So drinks are really expensive in Toronto. Oh yeah, that's one thing you did say. Yeah. Like yeah. what was the what what was the place that we came and met you at? Lobby when I was working. Oh my word. Lobby Lobby is more expensive for drinks. Yeah. It depends where you go. Yeah, that was a cocktail bar, yeah. so it makes sense. There's, there's certain places well, that are more expensive. If anyone from Lobby listens to this, like, make cheaper drinks. <laughs> like, damn it. There's nothing wrong with just a simple, normal beer. Like, no, I know. It's because downtown Toronto, though, is they're like targeting tourists, right? So, like, they know that tourists will pay for that. Yeah, because fair, fair. They're there on a vacation, anyways. They but it's like, yeah. as a tourist, like you don't go to Toronto to drink. You know what I'm saying? Like no, I want to have a drink, but yeah. you don't have to give me like, you know, the, the pin in a glass and all the, all the colors and all, like, I don't, you yeah. know, just give me a drink. Like, just give me a Canadian beer. Like that's the cool part of it. You know, right. like don't yeah. make me a better cosmopolitan than what I had in Cape town. Like at the end of the day, it's still just a cosmopolitan. Dude. No, that's you know what I'm saying. For sure. Yeah. Did you guys yeah. go to the CN tower when you were here? No, we didn't. Oh, that's something you gotta do. And you gotta sure. do the edge walk. I can't do that. No, <laughs> no, no. no, no. Uh, yeah, no, heights freak me out. We 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 spoke about it like before going. And I knew we stayed like two blocks away from the scene. Yeah, tower. you were really close to the scene. We were tower. like right there. Freak me out. Um Jess and I spoke about it and she was like, We're gonna go to the scene tower. There's this thing you can do, like that edge walk thing. And I pretended to be asleep when she said it. I was just like, nothing. Not oh <laughs> I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. It freaks. And I've seen the photos of like yeah. all the celebrities that go there and then they all hang back and they're like thumbs up. I'm like, that's not me. No. No, no, no. That is not me. You will not see me doing that. So yeah, yeah. but that is something like for, for us or for me, like the sports stuff was just like, and I, um, what's it? Um, Kobe Bryant passed away as well while we were there, yeah. um, which was really sad, yeah. obviously. But I'm saying like, you know, com coming out of South Africa where basketball isn't a big thing, um, we all know 
of him and everyone admires him as a, as a sportsman and as an athlete, but we don't have that connection to him. Like, right. you know, Canada does and like Toronto does, you know, obviously. Um, so being in the city when it happened was the most surreal experience because the whole city just went on shutdown. Like the vibe of the entire city changed. Um, obviously everything was lit up purple. Um, but like even hung was just like, completely different mood just didn't want to talk about it like such a big thing in canada mm. and the states obviously but in canada too like we have tfc for soccer blue jays baseball toronto maple Leafs hockey we have all four and then the raptors for the nba right so yeah yeah like sports is a huge part of toronto yeah, i think it's a big, yeah. big that's why with the pandemic and everything shutting down and no seasons are like when the seasons weren't starting and everything like that it was a huge deal to people because yeah our city really rallies around all the sports that we do everything have. That yeah. Yeah. it has to do with the sports yeah so, that's one of the biggest deals uh, see yeah. that's so cool yeah, yeah but, but that's what like it was that, that's what was it was it, it was it was very special um for me personally to like be a part of the city when that happened and to see everyone you know like make a difference and do their part and like the different ceremonies that they had and you know how the city was so respectful of that time yeah. um i mean obviously you know it was heartbreaking to have that all happen and i think the sport's been changed forever since that to be very honest um everyone just has a very different view on a lot of different things because of that happening but it was it was it was crazy and very special to be in a city that it impacted that hard right. and to see how deep sport goes into the culture of that city right. um which was really cool and i think that's also you know here in south africa like rugby is very important to us um cricket soccer as well is extremely important to the people in south africa um that's our thing like that's where the gears comes from you know gears is like the spirit you know in, in, in yeah. afrikaans um you know so like that's where it comes from. You know, like you go watch your soccer games and everyone, you know, gets together and has a braai, which is like a barbecue. Everyone has a braai um, right. and, and watches the rugby, you know, and like everyone wears their jerseys. And like when South Africa win, we all lose our shirt and everyone wears the jersey for two weeks because we're so happy about it, you know? Yeah. So there's, there's, there's such a cool relation between South Africa and Toronto for that and just like the passion behind sport and how it drives people and how it drives a culture is so dope to see. Well, yeah, and it really brings people together. Sport is something that connects everyone together and i think that's what makes like toronto so special to us and like everyone who lives yeah. here that we like really are connected largely through sport it's yeah. a huge yeah. part and well, hopefully when when you come back to toronto i'll we'll get you at a few at a few games and uh toronto's with you guys. yeah yeah um that yeah that was something that like hit deep you know, that, I, that, that we actually even couldn't. I mean, obviously, there's people that were facing much bigger issues, but, you know, not, not getting to see, you know, obviously, Emily and everyone else again and not to, not to see Mitch. I had to cancel his flight like three days before we were going to see him and I haven't seen him for seven years. Um, and then not seeing the sports games. I was pretty damn bleak about that. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, feel like, I feel like I have to come back for revenge and come oh, and like tackle the sport. Yeah, we'll get you um, all of them. Yeah, um, but I mean, there's, there's, we, damn, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be all of them, you know. There's, there's some yeah, stuff no, for sure. we'll, that'll, that'll, that'll get us in there, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for but, this. Um, I think we should wrap this up on a lighter note. Let's just compare words because I was saying this to Josh about how, like, there's certain things they say in South Africa to describe things that we yes. describe them as something completely yes. different. 
So for example, yes. traffic lights are robots. Oh. Yeah. See, I knew your face was going to be like that. Okay. When I speak to you, it doesn't make sense. Like when I say it to you, you're like, why do you call it a robot, Josh? A robot is like that thing that goes beep up, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. why do you call it a robot? And I'm like, you're making a fair point. But when I'm here and I say, oh, it's, it, you know, I'll meet you like at the robot. Everyone's like, yeah, sweet. Like where else would I meet? You know, like, you could be stuck at the lights and you're like, yeah, hold on. I'm stuck at the robot. I'll be in charge for five minutes. Like, yeah. 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 And the horn, we call the horn. What do you call it? I call it a horn. No, we don't call it a horn. What do you call it? When you hoot? Hoot. You hoot. The hoot. The hoot. hoot. Yeah, yeah, the hoot. Like, hit the you, hoot. The... you say honk, you like honk, honk the horn. No, see, honk sounds so dirty. <laughs> you it just do dirty. <laughs> it's like, just honk the horn. I'm like, hey, guys, calm down. Like, hit the horn. Honk the horn. <laughs> yeah, calm down. Like, we like hoot. Just hoot at him. I'm like, see, it's so much more gentle. Like, just hoot. And then you can toot. So like, so like a hoot is like a big one and a toot is like just toot. Just like, you know what I'm saying? A toot's a little, a toot's a little hoot. Okay, so you call little, you call barbecue. Yeah, like, eh. Cause you said barbecue is a what? A, a braai. A braai. Yeah. What about like at like a party? Do you say party? Do you say get together? Oh, that's actually a good question. So, a, a party does is a jol. A jol. A jol. A jol. Like J O L, like a jol. So if I'm like, yeah, I'll see you at the jol. See you at the jol this weekend. Oh my God, let's start. Those are calling them. There you go. Yeah. You guys, wait, okay, wait, I actually have a few. You guys don't say aware. Aware or away? No, like aware. Oh, going away? Away? Like goodbye. No, 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 no. So you, so you know, like, you know, like the word awesome? Yeah. Take out some. Oh, away. Oh, away. Like away. So like, like it, it can be one, it can be many things. <laughs> so like you can, so Emily can go, Hey Josh, are you keen? Wait, do you guys say keen? I'm keen, That's what, I'm keen to do that. Okay. Keen people do use, but like not, like not as much. No, no. I don't think I use keen on a regular basis. No. Oh, no, no okay. No, I can't stop. Yo, saying I'm like, yeah, I'm keen about that guy. You can do that. You can do that. Although, like, if, if you want to be really South African and bring in Afrikaans, you'd say, like, I schmark that guy. Schmark? Schmark. So, S-H-M-A-A-K. Like, you schmark him. Schmark him. Which is, like, very, very, like, it's not formal at all. That's, like... That's some slang. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, like, very slangy. Yeah. Love that. Um, is, like, am I going to see you at the game on Saturday? You go, away. Yeah. You know what I'm oh. saying? Or it'll be, like... Do you agree? Away. Or like, um, you can say hi to someone and be like, away, Emily, how's it? You know, like, oh, how's it? Oh, you okay. guys don't say how's it either. No, we don't know. No. How's it means like, how are you doing? Like, how's it? Like, how's it? We say like, how's it going? Yeah. Okay. yeah so, so we just like make it sound faster. Yeah. So we yeah like, how's what's it? up? What's good? What's good? Yeah. I try to teach them Toronto slang. I can't remember what, what it was that you told us last time we were there. The man's like, Oh, Wasteman's, Wasteman's. That still makes no sense. <laughs> okay, no. Okay. Let me explain. Okay, so the waste is like, you're, you're trash, kind of. Like, you're not, you're not. Yeah, waste okay? is like garbage. So, for example. Wait, like, waste is in like, that, the stuff you throw away, like you throw yeah, away waste? Like yeah. Okay, <laughs> that makes sense. Okay. So, when you say you're a Wasteman, it just means like you're not it. Like, this guy's not it. Like, 
Does you know that he's? Do we? He's you know, like not, not it. He's, he's not like cool. that's not it. Yeah, so like, wait, wait, so is the phrase a waste man, like yeah, M-A-N? Yeah, waste man, or you can say a waste youth, so like if the kid's young, he's like, oh, he's a waste youth. Like, he's a, he's a, yeah. I feel like a waste man is just the guy that works for the waste. Some other garbage man. <laughs> a waste okay, so garbage guy. men, waste man, same thing. <laughs> I mean, they have the same purpose. Like a waste man, I'm like, Yo, Maria, that guy was a waste man. Like, as in, like, the guy, like, if a guy, like, screwed her over or something, I'm like, what a waste man. Wait, so do people say a waste woman? No. No. Double standards. <laughs> I just brought this entire episode in a full circle. Double standards right there. Well, thank you uh. so, so much. That was so fun. We had the best time. Thank you, seriously. We appreciate you joining yeah. us. And we wish you... All the best of luck with all your future endeavors. Congrats on the new movie. We'll see you soon. We hope to see you in Toronto soon. You will. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. Um, anytime you need, you know, guests or anything like that, I'm always down to just sit and talk shit. So yeah. thank you. This was like super lighthearted and, you know, yeah. genuinely just sitting and talking with friends. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Oh.